Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Let's see, what do we want to do for an intro? Oh, I know. Okay, I know. I know. I have a story for you, actually. Are you ready? <laughs> I guess. I don't know if we do we normally do a story. Well, not a story, but we need like an opener. We got to open the show. We just can't say, hey, y'all. We have to like give them something special. I thought we just normally started with saying, hey, I thought we normally did that. <sighs> Never mind. I wanted to do something, <laughs> but I guess you just ruined it again. No, I, <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Have you taken your CBD today? No, because I couldn't take it with me because I was afraid I'd be put in a jail. <laughs> Hello. This is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Do, 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 do. Exciting and new. Go online. Hmm. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Fiance. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 day Beyonce. Marrying someone you only met on your phone. Be they French or Chinese, a brand new K1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, poodle? To love. It's 90 day gate. Let's fly. Well, y'all, if that tells you anything how are this episode is going to go. Are we here? Yes, I'm, I've been recording. I you just, don't know where you are. I'm in South Carolina in my parents' basement, literally. <laughs> <laughs> there is a large fish behind me that my father caught. There is a large fish, And I fish, am y'all. under fluorescent lights, and they are taking everything I have out of me. I have to say, I oh, love you. Oh, Lord. But- I'm so glad we had to turn the video off for the sound because you look horrendous. <laughs> in, this, in this awful fluorescent light. Y'all, this is where, for those of you who are cubicle warriors, and you have to work in this fucking fluorescent light. You need to petition for better lighting. This is awful. It's true. I turn them all off at my cubicle and I have like two lamps. I'm that bitch. They make me in a bad mood. And there's nothing worse for your skin color to be seen. You look like you're dead. It does look like you're dead right now. 
Um, anywho, so I'm I'm in South Carolina visiting my fam- my parents and my family. I'm gonna say my family, um, family. over over Thanksgiving. Um, uh, but uh, and Matt is in Los Angeles. I'm in Los Angeles. Y'all, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a cubicle warrior in it today, though. I'm on my lunch break in some attorney's office, and I hope he doesn't come back to fucking intern <laughs> while I'm in here. And I am, and I'm down, like I said, I'm downstairs in my parents' basement, hiding from my father, blaring Fox News, um, and waiting for my niece and nephew to come in screaming, and hopefully they won't bother me while we're finishing this. Well, if we'll they see. do, you, we will have three guests on the podcast, and we can't talk about dick jokes. We can't because they're all under the age of 10. They're all under the age of 10. And they're all but insane. Let, they are insane. Um, uh, y'all, what mm-hmm. is insane is that. <laughs> nice. The deals we're offering. <laughs> the deals. Are, no, what is insane. Yeah. these Deals, deals, deals. Uh, I can't believe we have. We finally hit a thousand reviews on Apple Podcasts. That's a oh. big deal. Y'all remember when we were y'all have been with us a while. Remember when we had we we're offering a hundred, and we're still going to do that musical episode. I haven't forgotten. Some of you send me passive aggressive messages about it, but I haven't forgotten about it. Thank y'all, you. it's Poodle, Poodle's in charge of that, so keep coming at him about that musical episode. <laughs> <Don't say that. laughs> you know what? I do not like to be micromanaged on any level. So that's been the the, the downfall of many relationships. <laughs> We're going to talk true. about micromanaging later with Tania. Fuck y'all. Oh, God. Oh. You know what? I sent Sinjin a personal Instagram note from 90 Day Gays and just said, I hope y'all aren't together anymore. We're with you. And he just said, what did he, he just said, um, I'm going to read it verbatim because I want, I don't want to mess it up. I also asked him for a dick pic. He didn't respond to that one. <laughs> But um, maybe he'll get back to me about that. Mm, um, maybe tonight when he's drinking. I said, you're, I said, I hope you're single now. You're too good for her. And I said, your positive attitude is great. And he said, hey, thank you for that. I think, hey, thank you for that is code for I want to fuck you, right? <laughs> I just want to clarify. I just want to reiterate that was it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a fuck you message. That's thank you for that, that means don't contact me again. And my attorney at Bart, Bartimo and Weinstein will contact you. That could be fair um, and accurate. Anyway. Uh, anyway, y'all. So, so we, we're, we we're, we're a thousand reviews. That's really something, y'all. I'm, I feel very, very thankful this, this season. And me too. And as you as you have said, either most of them are five stars, or then there's like <laughs> ten one stars that are like, "What the fuck and is this those show?" Are my favorites. <laughs> because Maybe. y'all, you really do. This is honest. You either love us or you fucking hate us. <laughs> there's Maybe. nothing in the middle. It's true. Maybe um, maybe when we read a review at the end, we'll read one of those. I oh, read we have our one stars. They're my favorites. We have um, a sissy shout out, and I realized we didn't even talk about our sissy shout out. So oh, we're going to be do doing that. it off the cuff. Um, uh, and uh, one of them just said, eh, too much. <laughs> and I think that's accurate. Again, I think that too much is great for a lot of people. One just said, it's, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> um, y'all, we also. Um, <laughs> Sorry. We, We've had so many people jump onto the Patreon, and we really appreciate that. It's a lot of fun. Um, we're glad that a lot of you, uh, you know, we 
Poodle and I, it was actually kind of our moderator, Jackie's idea of like, hey, people want to see a pillow talk with you too. And Jake and I were like, what if people, we were nervous. We didn't know if y'all were going to like it or We not. didn't know at all. Because I was like, we're just, this is what we are. We just are kind of sitting here. That's not us performing. That's just us watching the show like normal. Exactly. And we thought it would be boring and you would hate it. And it's been quite the opposite. And it's, it's, we're, we've been watching Brene Brown and trying to live in our strengths and not be fearful. <laughs> that's, um, that's what I'm going to watch uh, on the plane because I need, I need some living in my strength after this week with my parents. Oh, oh, for you sure. Yeah. Um, so for the, those of you in the Patreon, we will, the next episode, on th- we'll drop on Thanksgiving. We'll be doing that, um, the video and the podcast. And we have, a special, we have a big deal. We have a special announcement for y'all because y'all know Poodle loves a review. And we are very, we're very excited to have a thousand Apple podcast reviews. So as a thank you gift, what we're going to do for all of you is we're going to, for everybody for free, we're going to post last week. So our first, we're going to post our first Patreon for all of you to listen on the podcast and then for free. And then we'll post the video in a YouTube link. So hopefully our patrons don't feel slighted, whatever bitches you got to see it last week. Okay. So now everybody else gets to see it. And this is not a regular thing. So no, we're just uh, going to do it just this once, but just as a thank you once just so as a thank you for the thousand reviews and for just being wonderful people, y'all. And because go ahead, Poodle. I get, I get, um, I get really soft when I'm drinking. (laughs) That's the fucking truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We would I, we would maybe do another musical episode for a thousand reviews, but since we're still waiting on the 100, <laughs> we thought this was a better option. Fuck off. <laughs> Something we could offer now. Y'all, I anyway. just got to tell you, sitting next to me, I don't know why my mother has this. I might take a picture and upload this. There is a fucking electric fucking typewriter on this desk. <laughs> <laughs> This is like something from 1987. It is huge. I'm telling you, the thing is like three square feet made by Adler. I mean, this motherfucker, it looks like the it looks like the 2001 a Space Odyssey computer how. It's going to kill you. <laughs> I'm taking a picture of this shit. This is absurd. Why is this still here? What would you need this for? In what well, world? Sometimes you have to fill out forms. Maybe I don't. I don't no, know. No, they're all they're all fillable on PDF. I want everyone to come at me if you know why there needs to be an electric typewriter. I do. Give us a reason, y'all. Give us a reason. God damn it! Um, hashtag reason to type. <laughs> anyway, let's let's just dig in, y'all. I don't know when my niece and nephews are going to come and try to bun rush me. Oh, that's true. So where were you tapping just for everybody today? This is 90 Day Fiance, season seven, episode, episode five. You five. don't you don't forget your past. And you know what? Um, you unless, don't, you're you, <laughs> unless you're Robert. Unless you're Robert. Um, but usually I don't forget my past because I usually have to take an antibiotic for it. So um, I try to forget true. mine, but it's always there. Always comes back. Let's jump into our first lonely hearts. Let's talk about Michael and Juliana. Okay. Um, I gotta say, even though this was what we saw last week, the phrase 1996, your birth year, will never not be creepy. And he never needs to say it. And he thought that was a funny and cute thing. It's still one of the creepiest things to ever happen on this show. 
Um, it is creepy. I think Michael, I think maybe I've said this before I thought it, but I feel like Michael has kind of dad joke humor, but because his girlfriend is a child, it just feels gross. He's inappropriate. There's all, there's a level of inappropriateness between both him and his wife among their children. Um, like I, I really had a problem with them talking about their family dynamic around their children. I really had a problem with that. That's just not the, what happens. Gross. I kind of went back and forth on that because it was, it, I mean, maybe, maybe they had a conversation before that, that we didn't see. And this was staged because I have to say fucking Sarah seems like a, such a great mom. I don't feel like she would jump into that conversation willy nilly. So I feel like that was probably staged and I bet I, they had a conversation before. I, I totally agree. I'm saying that in, even if it was staged, the, the, the optics of having your children present for such a conversation is not good. Um, like things, things that were said, like, uh, we'll get into this, but, uh, what's your role in our family? The children do not need to be there to hear that because they're literally involved. And I, I, I would, I, I would, I would go on the other, on the side of that as well, of have that conversation without the kids. Um, because you don't know what answer you're going to get from Juliana. Like she might say, I don't want to be a mother at all of these kids. And exactly. even though she needs that supportive, that could be hurtful to the kids. Right. Although I will say Max and Cece have more emotional intelligence than I could ever dream of. Having. I wish you could see what I wrote down star. These kids have amazing emotional intelligence. Exactly what I wrote down. I um, mean, Max is more put together than we are. And even Cece's like, we really enjoy her. <laughs> I know. When Max said, you know, my mom, she's assertive, but not assertive enough to hurt someone. I'm like, I didn't even know what assertive meant when I was that age. Or you would use it in the wrong way. You still barely know what it means, to be honest. <laughs> there, I thought assertive means you fuck me harder in my ass. Assertive, assertive, assertive. I also... Uh, there's there's this weird like little there's a weird little dynamic and I'm sure this was staged. So Sarah does walk in. Um, Michael is also to go back. Michael does say in front of the children, in front of the children. Well, you know, Brazilian women are inherently jealous. So yeah, again, not something you say around your son and your daughter. I don't care if they're adults or not. That you just just don't say it. I agree with that. Of course, my family talked about their entire divorce in front of myself and my brother. So yeah. that felt normal to me. I, that's what I was going to say. I, I I was brought up, even though they're still fucked up, my family has a couple more boundaries than yours. Um, oh, no. Really. <clears throat> um, I agree, anyway. though. It was a little odd. That yeah. said, um, Sarah... Well, I want to say it was adorable when Juliana was doing Cece's hair and they were doing the buns. And then when Sarah came in, she was like, I want a bun. And I'm like, <laughs> Sarah is a fucking class act. I love her. I mean, and then, uh, y'all, we have a, th this isn't even just a quote and quotable. This is just strong tea. Um, whenever Sarah said, quote, I'm not competing with anyone. I don't have the time. I don't have the energy or the need. <laughs> and then she made that face like, Fuck it. I, that's my goal. I believe, I believed it too. And, Me uh, too. that is it, goals y'all. It didn't stop her from when she walked in the door and like, yeah, we're having American food. And then Sarah says in the best way possible, get ready to gain weight. 
<laughs> and then Juliana says, oh, my God, I'm so fat anyway. Sarah looked at her like, I'm trying everything I can right now to be civil to you. And that was that was not helpful. I have to say, when she said that, I was like, Sarah was like, I, I felt like they should have done like in RuPaul's Drag Race, that little snake thing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've got to tell you, I will say this is much more remarkably civil than I thought it would be. Um, because I think both of these people, Sarah and Michael, I have my problems with Michael, but I think they figured out kind of how they want to behave around each other and what they they figured out what their relationships is is will be. Um, Juliana's kind of freaked out by it because she doesn't understand how a woman, a man and his ex-wife remain friends. Um, of course, and even from talk. where she's from, yeah. Because I mean, it is. I don't mean to. This is coming from them, so y'all don't come at us saying we're stereotyping. But, but they're saying that in, in a Latin culture, there is a lot more jealousy, and and Michael um, said it. Yeah, Michael said it. And being that I have some really good friends that are Latin, I think probably there's there's some correctness in there. Um, and Karini, we can take it from Karini, who. Uh, who would freak out anytime Paul would talk about another woman, even though yes. he really basically only talked about his mother. <laughs> still, it counts. Um, it still counts. And so, and so it's, it's kind of like, and I, so Sarah doesn't really want Juliana to parent. I feel like that's fair because she's 22 or whatever. She's 22. And I don't love, this is hard because I would say what, what counts as parenting? Does going to CC's soccer game count as parenting? Does does her does does Juliana saying, uh, CC, you've had you've had three ice creams today. You can't have another. Count as parenting. I mean, that's where I would. Maybe they've already got it uh, lined up. I would just. I don't really know where the line is there. Maybe and you know maybe it's kind of like one of those things where you're the guards are up more at first and, you know, in like a year or two or three, when the, a the kids get older and they kind of relax into just the family dynamic. Yeah. That'll help. I feel sad for Julia, Juliana, when she's like, I feel like I'm breaking up the family. I'm like, girl, that's in that your head. Too. Um, I, I do say this and some, maybe Julia, Julia Cass or Julia C on our, um, <clears throat> on our Facebook, maybe it's not Julia. It's, um, it's uh shit. Who does all the good mm-hmm. Photoshop? Uh, Alyssa. Um, I feel like Julia also does that. If you could get me a close up of uh, Juliana's bitch please face <laughs> that she's making whenever Sarah's talking, she's trying to be nice, and her eyes are just staring at the camera, and it's just it that face is a meme for me, and it is a mood. <laughs> I, I kind of wish that, like, I kind of wish, I mean, no offense to Michael, but I kind of wish Michael would just go away. And I kind of want to see Julian's, Juliana and Sarah just, I don't know. I kind of felt like they could be a couple. Uh, no. Sarah's, Sarah's, Sarah happy, a, Sarah's happy with her dildo. That's I all. think she would be an amazing lesbian. That's no. all I have to say about Sarah. She would be a great lesbian. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't get those vibes She's from her She's got it all. together. No, I don't get vibes from her. I'm just saying she's you, so She would make a great together. lesbian. Yes, y'all, mm-hmm. because lesbians are lesbians have their shit together. I don't know. I've known a lot of fucking messes who are lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe when they're younger. 
If they're young and they're just following around a little fair, they're a fucking hot mess. Yeah. But there there are some though. It's it's a it's you know, it's like it's like gay men. We're not all dick obsessed whores. <laughs> we are. We are. We are. We are. Um we are. Okay, so are you I think that's about it for them. I, I am through with them. I'm done. Done. Oh our next lonely hearts, y'all. Oh, the, okay. First of all, this took up a lot of this episode and it really pissed me off because only the first of their segments were any good. I can't stand either of them. They both make me want to like throw myself into a washer on the highest spin cycle. <laughs> like it's I, bad. I second that. And y'all we're talking about Robert and Annie. I think probably <laughs> the two dumbest people we've ever seen in the 90 day universe, multiverse. I don't, I, I can't even comment on her intelligence. He's an idiot. He's a fucking moron. She, she's an I, idiot. She has I, no emotional intelligence. I, I, I at don't all. think so. I think that she's just either sheltered from the Dominican Republic. She's, yeah, she's she she's got some issues. It may be a language barrier thing. Although, no, no, I, maybe it's not. Maybe she's just a no. stupid bitch. Um, uh, but. So we we it's Robert and Annie. We're gonna make the we're gonna meet the grandparents, y'all. Um, and it's not gonna be like meet the Fockers. <laughs> actually, we literally no, go. But 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 I will say in that defense, uh, uh, Bryson's grandmother has fucked a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> she has. Um, good for her. We're sex positive here. Good for um, her. It's really the we go from literally Juliana and Sarah meeting. That's so the worst version of this or the best version. And then we go to the worst version of this because Annie already is coming into this saying, even when she's in the car and she was saying, I don't care about the grandparents. I'm like, girl, fuck. I actually said it on TV. I said, fuck you. Because if you actually cared about him, to me, it's so apparent now. I don't think she cared. I I didn't really think so before, but it's 100% sure she just wants a fucking green card and doesn't care about Robert at all. I kind of agree. And there's a weird thing about from both of them saying like, especially Annie saying, I don't need to know you. Um, Yes, you do. You're going to have to be at every family gathering with this person. Every pickup, you're going to have to talk to them. You are going to have to be civil. You will have to exchange pleasantries with them. I don't know what world you live in that you cannot. I mean, trust me, I could I would try my best to ignore parts of my extended family, but I still have to see them. Um, Exactly. And he doesn't know. Nobody, nobody will fuck you and kill you in the night like a like a pissed off grandma. That's true. I mean, she's going to win, y'all. I will also like to say that, unfortunately, Annie's response to Gigi or Stephanie, um, hi, nice to meet you, bye, um, is exactly what I say to every one of my tricks when I see them to the door. <laughs> um, this is fair. This hi, nice is to meet fair. you, bye. So it, it, that works. That now, that works in a lot. Hi, nice to meet you, bye. That works in most situations. I will tell you that. I really had, I actually really have, I feel so sorry for Stephanie and her husband's name because that's the most shocking part of this to me is that Robert just fucking told them this two days before. Yeah. And, and they were two years. Who who the fuck does that? Why do you, why would you do that? 
I feel like, like Robert when- procrastinates a lot by telling people things because he told <sighs> Annie that he had three children when he really has five. <laughs> And uh, Robert's an idiot. He maybe I think he forgets what he's going to tell people. I just want to talk a I, little I bit. Think that's, I think that is very fair. I think he just forgets. <laughs> um, so we meet Stephanie and then we meet Ben. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about Ben's accent. And I need to do some research on this. I'm almost certain. And Jackie Weissman, our fearless uh, Sissy Squad moderator, can come at me about this. Um I'm almost certain that Ben had a Baltimore accent with these really strange stain dia that it's this no that wouldn't. It's a weird kind of thing at the end of their word, but it's also kind of sounds Southern. The Baltimore accent or a, or a like a Maryland slash Baltimore accent um, is one of the strangest accidents. One of the what made me pick it up was if you watch the Freak Show episode of American Horror Story, Kathy Bates has one, and everyone was like, "What the fuck is this accent?" That's the kind of Baltimore accent. Uh, mostly it's on the, uh, she had a really strong one. Uh, come at us for your Baltimore accent, people, if that's what he had. But it, that's what it sounded Good like to me. Good morning, Baltimore. That's not what we're talking about. Every but that's fine. day is an open door. That's from your, that's from your, that's from your resident linguist. Uh, so you know, not, your, not your cunning linguist, but your it's linguist. It's true. You know, some attorney in his office is going, fuck, that Mary's singing again. They're just hearing <laughs> me down the hall. <laughs> They're just uh, wondering. I will so, say, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's fine. Go ahead. I was just going to point out. So, y'all, I'm going to talk about then the respect to how it relates to Annie. So, Poodle and I haven't talked about this, but I'm pretty sure we feel the same way. Like, we have no problem with uh, Stephanie being a porn actor. That's Not fine. Good for her. She's an, she's an adult. She Get can yours. do what she wants. Get yours. That's your business. I think she sounded like she had her shit together. As what long I as think she's is not I, bringing Bryce into the set, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think what I'm bothered by, Maura, is the, the hypocrisy that Annie hears this and immediately jumps into she's a skis and disgusting when I actually think Annie literally, I kind of was like, well, you know, at least Stephanie's fucking somebody and getting paid. You're just fucking somebody for nothing and you're not getting shit, you little ho dog. You get a dinner at the Hangry Bison, which we're going to talk I about mean, later. It's true. I mean, this, the way Annie acted, just flipping her hair, it actually made me it was viscerally gross. hate her. And I didn't think I could dislike anybody more than Tania, <laughs> but I think I dislike Annie more. Let's not go that far. <laughs> No, I think I do. My (laughs) hatred for Tania goes, surpasses everything this episode. Like, I can't even see, I I see red every time she's on the screen. It's bad. Um, I've I've never hated anyone. We haven't been watching this show for that long. I haven't hated anyone. I'm trying to think if I hated anyone last season. I hated Caesar, but for a different way, I kind of felt sorry for him. Was there anyone we hated last season? Um, There's nobody we really like viscerally were grossed out by, but ugh. I, I, I'm 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 both repulsed and I despise Tania, but we're going to talk about her later. Um, yeah. uh, but anyway, so uh, Stephanie is, or they call her Gigi, is a porn actress, or she says an adult film actress, um, and and Annie responds, and of course her very enlightened way. Oh my god, she's disgusting. Um, and and I and I wrote down. Um, it's normal for her to ask about, you know, what are you, what do you, how do you like it here? What are you thinking about it? I don't 
don't know if she could have asked about birth control. That may just be her very free uh, uh, outlook on sexuality. It's very something that she would say. I she did come in hard. I agree with you. Yeah. She came in hard. I can understand that that Annie being from a country uh, like the Republic would be maybe not up to because it's still a Catholic country, I believe. And it's they're not upfront about their birth control, I would imagine. Um, no, I agree that that was probably I, I understand where I I mean, yes, I think that's but also Stephanie, I think, came in so hard because they literally this is where I feel for her is that obviously her daughter is out of the picture. And y'all, I don't mean this is and I don't, we don't even know. We don't, I don't mean it as a judgment. I mean, it's just as a fact, like for a mother not to be involved in her child's life, shit has to have gone down because yeah. I know very few women that would either they're dealing with their own illness or whatever and no judgment on her, but you've got to really like fucking drop the ball and not be a part of your kid's life. So can you imagine? And now Stephanie is left with fucking Robert. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and Stephanie is being the mom, the mom figure in Bryson's life. And, uh, and so she's terrified. Yeah. She's probably I think terrified. It, of who the fuck he's going to end up with? That's going to be childing her grandson. Either addiction or mental health issues. Um, I I I think it's one of those. Um, because you're I'm right, sure. it, it would take quite a bit. Yeah. So I just I don't know. my I mean my, you know what my mother would do, and I'm not kidding you. My mother would steal that baby in the night and leave the country with that baby. <laughs> she would. And then and then, then you would get a call saying, hey, baby doll, just taking care of your baby like a good mother should. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I mean, it was all I could do when my mom used to be religious that she almost took my first nephew and baptized him behind my, my brother and sister-in-law's back. Really? Oh yeah, because she was. She just said, "I feel like I should bat," and I had to talk her down. And now she doesn't even believe in God. So That's you know, there's crazy. that. There was actually just a Modern Family episode about that. But um, anyway, um, I mean, uh, think about it. Think about what what would your now that you're in her space. Imagine if you you had left, or even your brother in law had left, and you, well, your sister in law is a great mom. But imagine Betsy was like just going through like your mother would take those children. Yeah, she would. She would. And no, you know what she would do? Um, she would just basically if my brother was having problems with work, my mother would as a martyr take the children and go well. I guess they're mine to raise now and would say things like, um, I guess there was no other alternative. I guess I'll do my best <laughs> to everyone. She, to everyone she would see. She's like, well, guess look, I left. I'm holding the bag. I'm the only one. My mother y'all could, could, if there was this, if there was an Olympic sport of, of like crawling up on a cross, <laughs> my mother would win every time. It would like five seconds. Broop, she'd crawl up on that crucifix, be that martyr. She's she's uh, she's so good at it. Oh, and it it comes so easy to her. She, my mother is the Sarah Bernhardt of South Carolina. Oh. <laughs> Anywho, I want to move on to then their their time. So Robert basically says he bookends this whole conversation. He's like, I hope that eventually everybody gets along. Well, I said that too. I was like, You're a fucking idiot. 
You're so stupid. I can't even tell you. I'm shocked. I'm shocked this person is capable of raising a child. I'm shocked. He's the reason why uh, almost we should just give everybody a pill for birth control until they're 21 in this country. He's so stupid. And I don't I don't say that lightly, y'all. I haven't said that a lot of people are stupid on this show. I haven't either, actually. Just Emily and Robert. And Emily is stupid in a different reason because I think she's sheltered and just a little clueless. She's super, um, super naive. Yeah. I yeah. feel like Robert literally got like something <laughs> is not on his firing. Head. Yeah. Something is not firing in that well, brain. Well, you can kind of see his, his cock eyes. He's just like, his eyes are a little closer than they should be and a little kind of uh, with a hair they could cross at any moment. So it That's anyway, true. so the next step is uh, Robert and Annie, they're, they're going out to a nice dinner at... Let me quote this again. The hangry bison. <laughs> the hangry bison. bison. Um, and uh, they're <laughs> so anyway, they're 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 there and they walk over to the table and they're like, John, I'll be your server. Now, rarely does anyone say, Hey, I'm Robert, <laughs> introduce themselves to their server. It's not necessary, nor does a server give a shit. <laughs> it's a very strange thing to do. It was a very strange thing yeah. to do. Although, although I, I think you would do that. Um, I was gonna, I just was saying, although uh, my boyfriend and I do that all the time. Why? I think he, ser- he he was a server for so long. And so like we always, even if the service is, if the service is bad, he won't let me tip less than 20% because he served for so long. So he just says, we don't go on and talk. I mean, we just say, hey, uh, you know, but I'm mad. But tell you. If you're a server, the only reason you're saying your name is because you have to. You don't give a shit about the other person's name. Or you tell them your name so they can yell your name across the fucking restaurant, which I've had happen to me before. You just made me imagine that you worked at one of those restaurants where they throw (laughs) rolls and somebody said, Hey, Jaybird, can you throw me a roll? And you're like, yeah. No. I went to a restaurant where they throw <laughs> rolls at you. Come at us. Now I want to roll. I fucking hate those places. Let, we, let's not give up, be under any illusions that serving isn't really hard work and no one's really enjoying themselves. Yes, you can be in some fine dining. I've worked in a couple fine dining places where I have enjoyed myself because I have a small number of tables and I make really good tip money and I have regular customers. If you're anything in like casual dining, you're sitting there with a gun in your mouth every night. Like Actually, thinking, Mexican, you're just oh, refilling chips. You want to die. Day. Like, come at us if you've been a server and liked it. Like, especially casual. Like, if you've worked at TGI Fridays and you're like, I don't want to leave my work. We need to talk to you. I, I'm <laughs> flair today. I'm excited. Anyway, um, so as mo- we, we moved the on. Bison, yeah. We and move so on. Annie, Sorry, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Y'all, it's hard. No, when we're not together, we're going to talk over each other all the time. It just happens. Go ahead, uh, Poodle. So, so we're... So she blasts him with this amazing <laughs> screenshot. They're talking about women and be- things being in the past. And she basically says, um, they're in your past. You need to turn your, delete all their photos, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, but so I should delete the ch- mother of my children's photos. She's like, yes. 
And then she's like, and here's what I have. I've screenshot all in a fucking collage. <laughs> all the women who has ever been on his Facebook post. And, and he's got receipts. <laughs> this is like single white female shit right here. This I bitch was, is going to kill you, Robert. Run, yeah, I, run, she, she, send her back. She'd stab you in the night. She would. If he ever cheated, oh. she'd stab him. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and then Robert's response was was not to be not that. That's the what's so infuriating about it when they fight. It's always like, well, you did this and you did this and you did that. And so Robert's response to her calling him out on that was, well, you don't have any pictures of me on your Instagram. <laughs> Again, just a st- fucking moron. Um, and, in fact, you just let's have an adult conversation about it. That's what it would be. If you are basing the validity of your relationship on how your uh, significant other posts on social media, you might want to process that, y'all. Agreed. It's like um, when people don't change their Facebook status and your significant other is not changing their Facebook status and you have a meltdown about it. Uh, and like Darcy. Or, <laughs> exactly. Darcy. Exactly. Um, I once you change your Facebook status, I mean, I, status, I mean, you don't have to. If you could, it would be like, you know, it would be, it would be something. I mean, not anything. Not. I mean, like, go. <laughs> so we we later on find out that Robert not has three children by two different women, five children by four different women. So in other words, three over two. <laughs> is better than five over four in 90 day fiance math. I'm just, I just want, I, I, I just am like, and I don't mean this to be mean, but what, why, what women want to sleep with him? Uh, he, when he was younger, he was cuter. It's like someone posted a picture. Um, I guess he was I cuter. That. Yeah. Um, I'm into uh, black guys, but I mean, he see if you can find younger pictures of Robert. You you'd be surprised. He's better looking. Right. Than he um, must have that D. Uh, I don't know. I I don't I don't know. I do not know about that. I can, I I don't think it's that great. Well, um, let's just let's hope like Robert did. I just hope eventually everybody gets along. <laughs> I'm sure it'll all work out. Sure, all what, work out. What they, what, what's, what, uh, what some of the Jews said right before the Holocaust <laughs> when they didn't leave. Exactly. Exactly. They're like, we can stay. This will be fine. Yeah. This will be fine. You know, so they're goose stepping down the, so they're goose stepping down the thoroughfare. It's fine. It's uh, fine. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. 
oh, thank God, you got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with their ex to make them jealous? No. (gasps) You pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of me undies, great new underwear, which makes my um important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from me undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from me undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from me undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with me undies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, me undies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know, Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens. To Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the song Finch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, 
and even keep going queens. Yes. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of -of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. Songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners. We know you get tired of waiting. Reality Gaze is coming to you. So no more complaining to all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. Shall we move on to our giant, our giant Mike, who lives in Squim? Mike, our uh, Lonely Hearts Mike and Natalie. Y'all, I just want to say something. (sighs) Bojangles (laughs) has cracked the code of life. Because this this man lives in a barn. But you know what? He is happy. He is present. He wants for nothing. He's just drinking coffee and smiling with nature. And he's not in a cubicle. And I want to set, exactly. I want to set the scenes and bring us to another installment of 90 Days Theater. Um, I'm also going to read some stage directions. I'll be playing the role of Mr. Bojangles. And you'll be playing the role of Mike. I'm just going to tell you who you're playing. Okay. It's like it's like it's like middle school theater. Exactly. Um, no one auditions. <laughs> Here's your part. Here's your um, part. Uh, so I'm going to set the scene. Interior barn. Or sorry, interior barn. A light is low. Exterior. We hear stirrings like a badger coming out of his burrow. Bojangles emerges. Night and now that th- th- now go ahead, Mike. Hey, Bojangles. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you doing today? How's the barn? Good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, Bojangles, I'm going to be going to the Ukraine. You know where that is? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
I'm gonna hold well, down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold down the fort for you. I will hold down the fort. I'm gonna hold down the fort. Bring me back. You can't reclaim your candy. Well, just remember the place is all yours, and if it burns down, it's on your responsibility. <laughs> Don't do anything I wouldn't do. <laughs> do you mean? You, yeah, and sing. And sing. <laughs> Those were all quotes that happened, y'all. Um, he really is a cross between the Tasmanian <laughs> devil and that redheaded sheriff from the Looney Tunes. Yeah, Louisiana Sam. Uh, uh, what is his name? Yosemite Sam. Um, he, I, my favorite part, he's kind of like got his gloves. He's got his Oakleys over his hat. Like he's almost a steampunk or something. Yeah. I, I love Bojangles. That actually hurt my throat a little bit doing that. Um and I also wrote down, and we can move on, and this may be weird. Mike reminds me of, like, a thinner, short-haired Hurley from Lost. Um, if you ever watched Lost, that's exact. I'm trying to remember who – that's that's who it reminds me of. Anyway, you've never the watched the show. Season, and then I got bored. There we go. He never had to deal with the, the shitty finale, y'all. He, 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 probably, he probably fared better than all of us. Yeah, I started it, and then y'all caught up and said it was horrible. I said, "Well, fuck this." So um, it wasn't horrible. It was just the last episode. They ended it so shittily. Anyway, it's every that, it's it's it that last episode divides people like nothing else. Worse than race. <laughs> but, well, let's move on. <laughs> um, so I so he gets on the plane. He's headed out and. We meet Natalie. I have, I, I'm interested. We again, y'all. We haven't talked about this. I kind of thought Natalie was super charming. I liked her. I adore her. She is my favorite person that we have seen in the entire entire 90 Days franchise so far. Now we haven't seen all the episodes, but I'm saying right now she is my favorite person. She is charming. She's lovely. I don't see a lot of ulterior motives from her, except for I need to have baby soon. Um, that kind of gives me pause, but I think she's charming. I think she does love him. I really think well, that she will. I oh, it was adorable when she was talking about him, just how she was giggly and so carefree, and it was very moving. And I think the I teared thing, up. I did too. I mean, <laughs> when they met each other at the when she jumped in his arms at the airport, I went oh, and I clutched my mouth to my hand, and she said. My meeting, to my mouth. meeting him was like I I felt like home. Yes, uh, and I wrote Goodness down. Well, home. <laughs> he is he is bigger than your apartment in Ukraine, so it would make <laughs> it's sense. True. <laughs> it's true. Life is roomier. Um, <laughs> but she come at us for some of y'all that either are because I know some of you like Lena y'all speak Russian um Lena and Joshua love them um Joshua's a straight sissy we had some more straight sissies that joined up they are all Ooh. hot y'all I've been they traveling y'all so I have I've missed the joining of the straight sissies Joshua um, has an arm game that woo Jesus ooh. but anyway I some pic pics, Joshua please don't Joshua please don't <laughs> please don't um y'all uh, I'm so glad we can't give away Patreon for free because you give, <laughs> give it away for so many dick pics. Maybe. Um, but come at us if you – the reason I brought this up, I know some of y'all speak Russian. Maybe you're familiar with culture in Ukraine. But I'm imagining that 
if you're 35 and in the Ukraine, I imagine that's quite old to not have children yet. I think it is. More and probably that, than here. She's very motivated to have children now because she obviously did not have them with her first husband. So th- something went wrong there, and it makes me feel sorry for her. Um, uh, it seems like he was controlling, even though he was he could provide for her better than than her friends think that Mike can. Um, and her friend Julia. Pressure too. Oh her, God! Can we talk about our friends? Can we talk about? Our friends? I love her friend Julia with that fur. Um, so Julia is the is the bad cop, and uh, Svetlana is the good cop. And they literally look like in like if this was like Ukrainian porn, like the smart librarian before. <laughs> yes. And then when she takes off her glasses, it's, she has it's up Julia and too much eyeliner. And Julia is like saying. Well, you know, he looks like he loves Coca-Cola and hamburgers. And I went, she's not wrong. <laughs> no, she we all do, just, y'all. We all love Coca-Cola and hamburgers. <laughs> well, she just shaded every fucking American and said, you know, because they all are big fat, basically. Mm, we A lot of us are, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, y'all, how many tangents has our sissy squad gone off gone off about food we talked about? So, y'all, <laughs> That's fair. We're not just dick pigs. We're just regular pigs as well. <laughs> We're hungry. I'm hungry right now, and I just had um, a bag of Fritos. Uh, there we are. Um, so we find out that uh, Nally was married to a wealthier man before. Uh, Julia is worried that he won't be able to uh, support uh, – that that Mike won't be able to support her. Um, and that's – to me, the friends are being good. Like they are being – you know, she they imagine that your best friend had a 90 day fiance and you don't you haven't really hung out with them. And you're like saying, what is his financial situation like? It's pretty. I think, I think they're, they're being, being great. I think they are being good for the most part. There's a little bit of, of but like the eye rolling and kind of like that was a little the, much putting the judgment on the person for you thinking their stuff is not together. I'm like, that's that is. And honestly, I feel like. Who knows? They might be bringing this up because obviously his secret is is that he's in a ton of fucking debt and is trying to get out of that. And yeah, obviously, Julia's going to seize on that. And so I feel like they're. I don't know. That made me a little like. Uh, are they just building this up for narrative wise? Because it's still. I mean, I'm sure that Ukraine is a nice place to live, but she also probably is looking forward to living in America. Yeah, I honestly, it's maybe I'll be proven wrong. It would be really, I have a good gut sense of people. Watch this blow back in my face. I, I. That's what he said. <laughs> and then it I, did right on I, your face. Exactly. I didn't have a problem with that either. That's, um, that's, that's why they called you Snowball Poodle in college. <laughs> hey, there goes Snowball Poodle. Y'all, if you don't know what snowballing is, Google you can it. Google it. Work. Don't work. No, because Pam has a manicam set up on your station. She's yeah, already looking at you. Um, so uh, the, she goes – uh, Nellie goes to meet him at the airport, and I just love how adorable she is. She's worried. Um, then then they see fucking Paul Bunyan come to the door taller than everybody else. And this is in, in – in, in Paul, Paul Bunyan. I'm telling boys. I'm six feet two and I'm up and five with them. America busting a Hey, Paul. Your voice sounds husky. Sing. We've got to sing that together. We would. 
Um, so anyway, they uh, and Bojangles is like blue the ox. <laughs> we meet. We also meet Natalie's mother, who's also adorable, who's got some crazy hair. But you know what? I get it. It's she's in probably in her late sixties, and she um, didn't know she was sitting on camera. Well, something like that. It, hey, you don't know. It's Ukraine winners. That may take is, it out of you. Is her mother Jewish? Because I don't know. She is putting on those fucking grandchild pressure. <laughs> I mean. She was. She was like, you're going to have babies soon, right? Babies, babies, babies. I mean, it was. I mean, you see where she gets it from. And she's very close to her mother. And so I bet her mother. We didn't see it. But I bet her mother says stuff to what my mom said of, well, I just. I hope I get at least a year or two of them before I die. Jesus. (laughs) So I can have some. Well, I wonder if the grandbaby will even remember me. Wow. Well, because my mom's mom died of cancer when I was eight months old. And I don't, I remember I have one memory in her being, but that's it. And my mom says, that's just so sad to me. My, um, my mom, my father's uh, mother died uh, right after I was born. I don't remember her. Uh, and they said she was the best. But as I'm saying, I don't remember it. Ho hum. Oh, well, life is short, y'all. <laughs> I said that about my grandma Maybell, too. Yeah, exactly. Ho hum. Life. My grandma Maybell was, not, they said, the best, too. Probably because she didn't get thrown by a tornado a couple hundred feet like <laughs> my grandma Hazel. And yes, y'all, my grandma's names are Maybell and Hazel. Come at me if you got grandma with Southern names. I loved it. <laughs> That's so fucking country. <laughs> Hazel wow. Jean and Maybell. Anyway, we get so they can't wait to have sex, obviously. And he's got a boner in his her mom's house, which is really that's questionable. I mean, he and literally he, is like, Hey mom, good to see you. Bye, we fucking and and so anyway, then he says, um, I'm gonna direct quote him here. She's like a tigress. She's sleek, sexy, tail that keeps her nice and balanced. She likes a nice saucer of milk after. Her whiskers brush me. She loves her ball of yarn in the corner. Is that a corpse of an antelope over there? <laughs> that was a direct quote. Direct quote. Yeah. I Y'all, love it that. Was a, it was a long metaphor that went on way too long. And I don't know what was funnier, that he said it or that Natalie just sat there with kind of eyes wide looking like Catwoman, <laughs> like Michelle Pfeiffer from Batman 2. I think she was trying to pick up what he was putting down, but she was just like, I don't know what to say. This is an American sense of humor that I can't get. I, I will strange. say, I, I want to shout out. Well, I'm almost done, but I just want to shout out for Natalie. Another reason I think I love her so much. She does her makeup better than anyone that's been on this show so far. Her makeup is flawless and it's gorgeous. She looked, she looks great. Yeah. I don't know. I, Maria, Maria, Maria looked pretty good too. Well, but it's too much. She You're does right, like Maria, too much. True. Where Anna it's, or Natalie, it's just a beautiful, it brings out her natural features, but it's not like too much. That's true. She doesn't look like a model for Too Faced, which um, is a makeup line you don't know about. Speaking anyway. of. Speaking of makeup <laughs> or putting makeup on things related to your face, um, we should move on to our next. I got to say this. I, I, I haven't really gotten a lot of blowback about it, uh, but I did talk about Huey, Dewey and Louie 
Anne Garfield, <laughs> which are Anna's moles on her face. And someone came at us on the Sissy Squad. Have I talked about this before? I don't think I have. Maybe I have. Maybe not. Uh, someone came at us saying, I like my mole. And I love the positivity of that because when I brought up her moles, I wasn't trying to shame her appearance. I was basically just saying, there are three fucking moles on her face. <laughs> and uh, uh, there's something about a mole like kind of on your upper lip or that you can kind of buy. But it's the fact that I decided if it was just Dewey, I think I would never have seen it. But the fact that Huey is there, definitely. Huey is pretty rough. A, a big but Louis is, Louis, is the, Louis is the worst one. Louis before her and her lower lip is, is the hardest. See, to me, Huey on the forehead is the most. Because our sissy squad member that posted, like, her little mo was right outside of her gorgeous. eye. And it was really pretty. Yeah. So Anyway, thank y'all for I taking agree. my negativity and turning it into a positivity. That's what this world is for. And y'all, if you have moles and you either love them or you don't love them and you can't afford to get them taken off, please shade Poodle and make him feel horrible <laughs> so I can laugh at it. You know what? I'm pretty much immune to it by now. <laughs> um, but I, I wanted just to say, though, uh, that, that the reason why I called them out, not the fact that they are in one line, as someone has pointed out, like they were designed that way, like they were like, like they were irrigation uh uh, standpoints um, is just that there are three of them and there, there are and none of them are subtle. And some people on the Sissy Squad is like, I love my moles. I have moles on my face. Y'all none of them are raised where it looks like there's an actual balloon knot on my face. Um, and anyway, there's a difference. Let's just say that we'll be done with it. Uh, well, but thank us for coming about the moles. There's um, so, Anna and Marcel are going, he's going to go work on her bees. She's going to show him her bees. I mean, her bees. Her bees. Um, <laughs> now, we find out that Marcel has had 20 years of beekeeping experience. It's like a lineage thing in his family. She's just starting this. She's not so neat. Although someone in the sissy squad bought some of her honey and said it was delicious. Good for her. Um, I actually like her. I like her as a person quite a bit. I question her choices for her family, (laughs) but I like her as a person. So they're out there doing the bee thing. And then I think this is going to lead us to our next 90 day theater. Everyone, Um, Who's playing playing who? I don't. Can you uh, tell me? uh, I'll be playing the role of Marcel. Okay. (laughs) Y'all. Okay. Like the fuck you won't. Of course, I'll Poodle. be playing my role of herself, and I'll be playing Anna. And just to set the scene, they are outside in a nice uh, grove, and and Anna decides it's time to start, um, basically trying to use the bees for um, dirty talk, sexual metaphors. Yes, apparently. yes, um, and scene. So, Marcel, do you do you like working with my bees, Marcel? Bees, bees. Marcel, you're you're getting it lit, you know, with that smoke. It's like no, you light my fire, Marcel. Boys, 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 mate, mating, mate, boys, boys. It, it's pretty attractive watching you work with my bees, Marcel. I, I like work, watching you work, Marcel. Work, work, button. Do you, 
do you think I'm sexy working with the bees? Yes. And sing. <laughs> that, that was the most honest answer we got, y'all, at the end. That was... That was, was like the biggest... It was I hard mean, to watch. I, it was really hard to watch, I was, actually. If I was beating off to like 20 Sean Cody guys in front of me, I would have lost my boner <laughs> in that moment. That was so... The, that was the least sexy thing I've seen on TV that I can't remember in a long time. Then she a randomly just kissed him and he was like, bruh! <laughs> like, no, bees! <laughs> and, then, and then they just randomly put on beekeeper outfits and basically like had kinky beekeeper sex <laughs> like yeah. right there, like falling all over each other. And I'm like, oh, they've totally done that. They've probably put on beekeeper suits. Y'all, this Condoms is- not needed. This- not kind of not needed. They just he just slaps some honey on her vagina and goes to town. <laughs> and then at the end he says, "Yes, very good bees." <laughs> very good. By the way, for that sissy squad member who bought that whipped honey, how do you think they whipped it? <laughs> You're getting a little Marcel in your honey. Hope you oh! like that. <laughs> disgusting. I'm so sorry to Why that sissy squad member. So because um, now they're not going to be able to eat that honey because of us. Sorry, that honey, you need to give that away. Um, or that down the toilet. So to make, I mean, we're, we can talk about it a little bit, but the next is her friend Vivi is throwing her a baby shower. And then they cut to Anna saying, I really hope it goes well. I'm like, it won't because he can't fucking talk. Yeah, this whole uh, shower was really uncomfortable. He was trying to say, "I'm not talking to your. I'm talking. I am talking to your friends." Um, and he just ran in and shook everybody's hand really quickly, so that way he looked like he was personal. It was. It was just. It was I, hard to watch. I, I agree. This the less said about this stuff, the better. Then he went to the sweet tea fountain in the back. Said, "No alcohol." <laughs> Um, which I'm glad is a phrase he learned. Uh, strangely, I've never been able to say that phrase in yeah, English. Never, um, <laughs> um, so he's drinking his sweet tea and he's in the background and him and, and Anna and Vivi are just talking about it, which I still find really uncomfortable. They're just, I know that he probably doesn't understand what they're saying, but it just makes me really uncomfortable that he's in the but- background and they're talking about him. They, it, that made me really uncomfortable too. It's just so, uh, it's so dehumanizing. Yeah. And the fact that he, he, I think he knows it's happening. They know, but he was just standing there looking up at the nature with his legs crossed. What do you think he was thinking? <laughs> what do you think he was thinking at that moment, Poodle? He was going, I want to be back turkey. <laughs> I miss Probably. turkey. Um, I will say, one of my favorite things the Sissy Squad member posted, I think they found it some other place, was a picture of Marcel. Um, and it says, when um when your uh when your to be mother-in-law won't stop talking. And it was a picture and he did his like thought bubble of a bunch of stones. <laughs> it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. <laughs> I laughed about it. It just had a little thought bubble of a pile of stones. Pile of stones. <laughs> because um, that's what she asked. Are you going to stone my daughter? 
Yeah, this isn't going to happen, y'all. Yeah, this relationship. It's. I'm telling y'all, it's it's, it's, it's going. doomed. It's doomed. Yeah, it's, also, doomed. it's doomed. It's doomed. I will say near the end. One other thing I noticed. The last thing I have is. Anna does when she drinks, she gets red faced like an Irish person. Um, and oh, when Ricky she Darling does, like when she does get red faced, Huey, Dewey, and Louie get drunk too because they get red. <laughs> what do you think Huey, Dewey, and Louie were saying as they were drunk? Ooh-wee. I hope, I hope that this this is the best show I've ever been to. And then Dewey says. Well, I don't really know. I've I've never been to a shower before. And Louis like, no one pays attention to me. <laughs> and Garfield's Garfield just in the corner going, I want some shots. <laughs> Garfield's the angry drunk. Yep. Yep. Um That's um, that was that's they got drunk, y'all, and the moles start talking when they get drunk. That's all do. I've got about those two. Speaking of somebody who probably wants to get drunk because they're angry, let's talk about Sinjin and Tania. Oh, oh. By the way, I'm, he said the name Tanya in the middle of the show, and it took me a moment. I went, who's that? <laughs> I can't see her name without – I can't read it as Tanya anymore. It's Tania, and it's it's always going to be Tania for me. I just can't. Um, I feel like – let's just jump into it. Then. They go but, to Connecticut, oh. and the main thing is, y'all, she hasn't done – I fucking hate her. I fucking hate her. She hasn't done anything in this fucking, you know, you think she really made it a she shed or something like that, but no, it's just a fucking shed. She's done nothing because it was so stressful for her to do the paperwork. And then she's like, but I paid for it anyway. And there y'all, the worst thing about it is not only there's just like furniture everywhere, there are boxes of clothes everywhere. Could you not have just like, organized your clothes it looks like someone just like shook a bunch of chester drawers around yeah i mean i understand look it's a production mom, person just made it look worse <laughs> yeah your mom the fact that now that we know that your mom missy is a union carpenter is amazing in itself and i just want to fucking show about her so there's that but i get it like my dad's a plumbing contractor if i had to do a lot of stuff that's my dad's job your brother's a carpenter you don't want to bother them with their work like hey help me do this. So I get I, it. She I wants, agree. She wants to move the cabinets and stuff herself. Great. But you can, like you said, you can at least fucking organize and put the shit up and pack it away so that when you do, it just, it looked like a fucking like meth house or I'm something. Gonna, there was I'm going to, I'm going to diagnose her problem. And uh, here's the thing is she idealizes things in her head. The same thing with the rose petals. Everything had to be perfect. She wants their shed to be perfect, but she gets so overwhelmed with being perfect that she's paralyzed. That so she can't get it done. Uh, she is. I wrote down the same thing in that she is someone who always starts things and never finishes them. Ever. Yeah, and 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 in her head, it's the most terrifying place in the world because she's already judging everything she's doing and she's judging everybody else. And I will say this. No one, no one is judged worse by Tania than she's judging herself. Uh, so that's a hundred percent. So she's a completely ridiculous person and I hate her. Know that she hates herself worse. Uh, that's all I will say. She talks about having children and she, she needs to process that and go to therapy because I guarantee you when she starts having children, she'll start having anxiety attacks because she'll be so oh, it'll worried be about terrible. It. It'll be terrible. Yeah. So 
I I wrote very little about them because I had a hard time watching them, mostly because I like him so much. Um, and uh, and he's y'all his reaction to that the state of the shed was far far less than mine would have been. Give him a fucking medal. Yeah, I mean, uh, really, he, he, he walked so, into a disaster so- area. And then it's having to move all this shit while she micromanage him. I didn't write a lot. I just wrote, hold on. I just want to see. I wrote one thing. Are you, 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 and oh yeah, run, run. That's what I wrote. <laughs> That's what I fucking wrote. Um, I, I, and also she's just trying to micromanage him. I wrote, I wrote down, I hate, 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 hate her. <laughs> there are like seven hates. <laughs> Um, um, it's, it's, uh, and then the, my least, I, I have to do two quote unquotables from her and then I'll move on because it, she makes me sick to my stomach. We communicate. I tell him what to do and he does it. Then the last one, which I still don't really understand. Don't talk to me softly like that. I, 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 I got nothing. I don't that know. Was, that I, was, don't talk to me softly. I mean, talk about putting... It is talked about what Brene Brown talks about. She's in a shame cycle, feeling shame about what the, the inadequacies that she ha- feels for herself in life, that she's projecting her shame onto him. I think anyway. that's it. I think yeah. I think that's it. Um, it was just all yeah. super disturbing for me. It um, was very disturbing. I, I want to move on. I despise her. Well, we got to get move on before her. your fucking nephew and nieces get there. <laughs> yeah, let's um, talk about Blake, y'all. Um so I have some thoughts. So, oh, so Jasmine's from Finland, um, and Blake has been ma- Blake was married at nineteen and divorced at twenty three. Great thing to have already. Um, uh, what else? Um, they they met online. They met online, yeah. and he didn't even know that she was from Finland. And then Maybe when she told she him. Is. <laughs> And then he found out that they're just 10 blocks from his sister. (laughs) Isn't that the biggest coincidence in the world? That is just like, I love it when the universe does things like that. I just love it when like magic happens. Who would have ever thought that? My God, God, shocking. And I am. I know who would have thought that. I know who would have thought that. (laughs) Jasmine. Jasmine found that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, y'all, because if you don't know this on these dating apps, you can just put in the fucking zip code of where you want to look for people. <laughs> I know this because half the time Poodle is always looking for dick on Grinder in Miami because of Latin men. <laughs> no, I'm like Silver Lake. I'm like, I know exactly where to go. Um, I So I also want to say that um, – uh, he says, uh, Jasmine, what, what do I say? Oh, um, uh, oh, is it? So Jeanette or Janetta, her sister won the green card lottery. And, and that, then I wrote down, this is a fucking racket. Um, let's get to their time in the car when they pick up the sister to meet, uh, Jasmine. Um, talk about it. an ice princess, y'all. Fuck. Oh, yeah. oh, y'all, she, she, I mean, I, 
I can't wait. I think the real hero of this is Blake's mom, Curleen. I fucking love that woman. I love her. I love that her name's Curleen. And I'm like, when that sister meets fucking Curleen, she's going to have none of it. Because Curleen's going to see through all of it. So, first of all, Yanetta, you can tell in her eyes, she fucking hates Blake. She hates that she has to spend 10 minutes with him. And she is not into this at all. I also want to say that both these girls kind of, maybe this is my sci-fi mind working here. They seem like fembots that were built yes. along the same specs to, to yes. attract American women, to attract American men. <laughs> And they are there to like do in some Finnish conspiracy to all of a sudden we'll be in Blake's house and they'll both, they'll just explode the whole city of Los Angeles. <laughs> they'll just go up. And cause they're kind of saying things like, yes, it's very nice here. That's things that American people would say. They, they're, they look like they were built in a lab. Both these girls do. They do. They do. I, let me just there. add a couple other quotes. Um, uh, when he takes her arm off of her, he puts his arm around her. I'm hot. <laughs> the, I love this one too. <laughs> I like to be alone a lot. <laughs> and my favorite kind of sleep is quote alone sleep. <laughs> you know what? I gotta say, Jasmine. Same. <laughs> same here. Don't cut talking. Don't fucking when I'm sleeping. Don't nuzzle me. I'm going to kick you off. I'm okay with cuddling the next morning. I don't want to fall asleep with you touching me. I'm already I mean, hot. Literally every couple we've met, even Anna and Marcel can't even talk. And they went to the fuck bedroom with the bathroom <laughs> in the living room to have sex. And she's like, so the- I want to shower and sleep. So the fact that they're not doing this is... And then he even said, Blake says, you know, I'm pretty sure she's coming here just for me. I'm like 85% (laughs) sure. (laughs) No, I do. I want to shower, sleep, and please plug me in. (laughs) It was long flight. It was long flight. This is, you should be. Not even more than 100%. As Poodle says, you should be 120% sure. 110% sure. Um, that's all I got about this disaster. I can't imagine it's going to go well. Don't think it's going to go well at all. Uh, um, I, w- I just want to say this. I don't want to talk about it a lot, but a lot of you have mentioned, mentioned a message. Uh, sorry, I can't talk. So I just want to bring it up because I feel like it's fair. A lot of people brought up. They feel like Blake's effeminate or could be gay or something like that. Maybe we, I, Jake and I don't really want to speculate unless like somebody's was just obvious gay, like the guy that we talk about in before the 90 days. He just reminds us of, of really of somebody. I don't know. I, I don't know if he's maybe he is, maybe he's not. Maybe I also feel like it's harder with, with straight guys now that are younger because they're just straight guys are more effeminate now. And he's an artist and a musician. So I don't know. I don't. I feel, and maybe he is hiding behind her because he he has a sexuality issue. The I just don't want that to become a thing, kind of like him and the gender thing and all that. That's, but I will just say, who knows? I don't know if it matters. All I know is right now is he's getting fucking catfish. It's fine. 
So I don't, care. I don't care if he's effeminate. I think we'll we'll it'll take more to prove he's gay to me. Uh, he'll have to put his dick in my mouth. Then I'll know. Do you want to jump into our sissy shoutouts? Yes, you go first because I need to look. And I only I have two. Per- I only have two percent left on my battery in my computer. Don't judge me. Why didn't you charge me? Trust me. <laughs> You're an idiot. Hold on. You know right, what? Gonna- do you want? A- we can do four sissy shoutouts next week if we need to. Okay, we're gonna do four sissy shoutouts next week. Uh, Y'all, right. poodle so, fuck it up. We're yeah. gonna shout out four of you next week. No, don't you? Here, I, I I could do it now. I just only have two no, percent left on my battery. It's fine. No, because we still need to tell people where they can find us for our cameo. Oh, right, 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 right. Y'all, we're doing cameo. We are doing cameo. So we launched that. Uh, we launched that. Well, last week, some of you found us, but it's officially launched this week. So if you're interested in doing Cameo stuff, you can find uh, Jake at Jake It or Fake It. At Jake It or Fake It on Cameo. And you can find me at the Matt Mar to tease two R's because we the way they told us to set it up is we both have a separate cameo. So um, we're looking to do things together down the road, but they said they'll work that out. We said and okay, no, just come at us if you want a little message, if you want the, to buy something for someone special, you know, if you want us to do our our Emmy winning impressions or wipe advice. You want Poodle to read you? I'll read you, or I'll read you in the style of Florian. <laughs> If, if, or if, you know, we, Poodle doesn't have time a lot, but if you s- send him a video or a picture and want him to dissect if your man has big dick face, he will do that in Cameo. I'll do that when I'm paid. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like a fortune he's teller. Gotta give, he's got a gift, y'all. He's got to get paid. I'm um, down to 1%. Let's finish this. <laughs> if, you, if you log off, I'm just going to finish it myself. Okay. But I just want to say, everybody. <laughs> You can find everything in our show at sissythattalk.com. You can listen to all of our shows. We've got Bitchcraft, the Sabrina podcast. We've got Sweet Tea, Southern Charm. We've got, We've got River Mails episodes, and we have River Mails episodes. Uh, you can also go find our merch at sissythattalk.com. Last but not least, thank you so much for the reviews. Please keep the reviews coming. Because of you, we're going to be launching on Friday. Oh, I didn't say. It's at Friday at 11, 11 a.m. Pacific time. We'll be launching the free episode of our first week Patreon, which will be on our regular podcast feed and also on a YouTube link that I will tweet out for our Instagram or Sissy Squad for all of you to Hooray! see. Yes, and you guys, we call these people Lonely Hearts because aren't we just all Lonely Hearts looking for love? Yes, and if you decide to get a 90-day fiancé, call Call us. us. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.